Cape Talk. Some beautiful news. You know the drill. On Monday nights, we bring you five stories of inspirational people doing extraordinary things. That uh, breaks uh, the pattern of some uh, blue and dreary news that we often report on on this particular radio station and also in general in media itself. So we try and lighten up the mood by bringing you some inspirational and positive stories. And we're going to be starting with a story of Riyadh Av- who had been clean, clean from drugs for 390 days and counting. But it's been a long journey for him to get there. And when he got involved with the wrong crowd and he started using drugs, life obviously became increasingly difficult for him. And he spent 10 years in and out of rehabs and he missed out on being there for his family and of course as we know that recovery isn't instant these things take time and um, he needed to fill his days of sobriety with positive actions positive intent and so he took up running alongside his daughter, an activity that's given both him and his community in Bordentivo a bit of a head start to success and every time Riyad and his daughter ventured out to go for a run, children would approach them. And he realized that kids there needed to occupy themselves and to keep them away from negative influences. So he approached principals and nearby schools and he gathered learners who were interested in athletics and were eager uh, to have someone to coach them. And then earlier this year, he began the Bontevil Central Athletic Club with just two members. And now it's grown to over 60 children who are chasing their purpose. And the running club has guided Riyadh away from his old vices and towards a positive leadership role in his community. And his, and his past has shown him how easy, you know, it is to veer off track. But it's also taught him that it's possible to move on no matter where you come from. Here's Riyadh's story. I have been clean now for 390 days. Becoming clean after being addicted to drugs for over 10 years felt like a breakthrough in my life. My name is Riyad Abunkir and I'm an athletic coach. Life became very difficult for me when I started using drugs, but it's never ever too late to turn your life around. During my recovery process, I started running on the field with my child, so I got that inspiration that this is where I belong. I decided to do athletics. Every day when we practice, one or two kids come, uncle can we come run with you. That is how the Pontival Central Athletic Club started. We are now like 60 children now at the club. They feel very excited of doing the athletics because there's something for them. There's so much more in my community, far beyond trucks and trunk. I finally feel that I can also contribute something to our teaching Pontival. Kieran Allen believes Durban doesn't get enough credit. (laughs) I'm not a big fan of Durban, but this is Kieran's story. And Kieran uh, believes that despite its warm beaches, Durban's balmy climate and its easygoing folks and also its Art Nouveau architecture, this seaside town seldom features among the country's major attractions. And used to seeing it from every angle, this local photographer, Kieran, was surprised at how many others miss out on Durban's beauty. And to showcase the splendor of the city, uh, Kieran embarked on what was to be a grand project. And using his own money, he's out of his own pocket, uh, Kieran set up capturing the landscape with Warren Hill and Nathan Pelojam and his partners at Nova's Div- 
digital camera. And their drone shots uh, offer new perspectives of the environment there, while time lapses provide glimpse of the changing cityscape. And he's dedicating up to five hours a day to shooting every sequence, and the process is perfectly encapsulates uh, Durban. That that, in, that that encapsulates Durban took over two years to complete, and he's now collated his work into a three-minute film titled "Enter Durban." And the video received hundreds of thousands of views on social media platforms like uh, Vimeo and YouTube and Facebook. And there's been an outpouring of appreciative messages uh, and uh, from locals and visitors alike, you know, who've been entranced, who've been drawn to uh, Durban's landscape. And this year, Durban was voted Africa's leading citizen city destination by the World Travel Awards. And Kieran's work has just gone a little way to helping that happen. I'm Kieran Allen and I'm a photographer. There was a point in my career where I decided to put everything aside, turn my camera on Durban and just create something I was passionate about. I think a lot of people come to South Africa and they shoot down to Cape Town or they go to Joburg. I mean, I've met people that don't even know where Durban is. When I decided to shoot this film into Durban, it was to show other people what Durban has to offer. It was created specifically for Durbanites to share and to showcase Durban like, hey guys, this is where I live, this is where I'm from, look at how amazing it is. Into Durban was a turning point in my career that not only is it refreshing to do what I love, but it's also cool to see the world in a different light. Classrooms just got a whole lot cooler. The Department of Basic Education recently announced that they're introducing coding, computer coding, to the South African curriculum. But not every school has access to computers. And while some students are equipped with the knowledge to contribute to the country's technological growth, others lack resources to even study the basics. And the results of this dichotomy, you know, become more pronounced later in life, this difference between the levels of education. And this was the experience of 17-year-old Nadine Masilesele to boost their skills. And Nadine went back to her old school, her alma mater, uh, Salt River High School. And she began tutoring maths and science. They were also advocating for IT education. And as a result of her efforts, Nadine was chosen as a fellow of the Facebook Community's Leadership Program. And she received an opportunity to visit Facebook's headquarters in California in the U.S. And 50,000 U.S. dollars to build a fully equipped computer lab at her old school. The students now can develop their basic computer skills and complete assignments. And obviously, as the new curriculum goes, to learn to code and create online portfolios to, to assist in future job applications. And technology in the classroom can either be a major distraction or a great asset in sparking interests. And resources like this now allows students to take control of the education. And Nadine, just being 17 years old, was instrumental in driving this development at her old school. You know, though she's barely out of school, she hasn't hesitated to come back and to give back. Creating a legacy of change can start from any age. 
I was surprised when I got to college and learned that some of the learners did not know how to prepare a CV on a computer. My name is Nadine Maserezere. I'm a former student at Salt River High School. I've always wanted to give back to my previous school because while I was there, I experienced many challenges firsthand. The youth unemployment rate is high in our country because they did not have basic computer skills. This is the first time that the school has a fully equipped computer lab. We call it the dream lab. <laughs> Since the computer lab has been installed, the learners are far more motivated and inspired to learn. By sharing what we have and changing lives, we can inspire a new generation. I just love our next story. Zahra Hendricks had a game to win. To her, scoring tries was the challenge. Uh, not wearing a headscarf. The young Ijabi didn't expect to make headlines in her first ever rugby match, but when uh, Zahra ran onto the field, pictures of her were taken and posted to social media, and instantly they went viral. Now, Zahra's uh, uh, made amendments to her rugby kit and it caught uh, onlookers off guard uh, for protection and as a symbol of her modesty. Muslim women uh, veil their hair because, uh, and because of it, they're often doubly painted with a stigma of being oppressed. But Zahra says that is not true and that uh, she's free to choose for herself. Now, her normal rugby kit isn't as covered as it as she requires, so she's adapted her gear to suit her needs. And for a team, uh, the headscarf is seen as her identity, just as it is to her. And by sporting her hijab on the field, Zahra Hendricks breaks stereotypes and challenges the embracing attitude of South Africa's people. Our unity escalates our freedom. My hijab is my freedom. A common misconception associated with women in hijab is that we are oppressed. But that's not true. I am free. My name is Zahra Hendricks and I am a rugby player. At my first rugby game, playing my hijab, someone from the crowd took a photo of me and that went viral. The topic of hijab is constantly under scrutiny all over the world. A lot of Muslim girls may feel that there isn't a place for them in society or even contact sports. Being part of a team that never scrutinizes you feels amazing. In my team, we work together, not against each other. My team members come from various backgrounds, but we still consider each other equal. Being on a team that values me for my capabilities rather than how I look taught me that we can put aside our differences and still work as a team. And finally, music was the first sign of Faith Mamba's bright future. And she didn't know much about melodies, except that they provided her with the warmth and strength she yearned for. And after Faith's mother passed away, her grandmother was diagnosed with cancer. But foreseeing the impending outcome, her grandmother placed uh, the young girl in an orphanage. And when her grandmother ultimately died, Faith was left to face life and the world on her own. And social workers and caregivers reached out to her by offering her a host of recreational activities. Uh, and so music became her comfort. And it was while attending a student concert at the Durban Music School that Faith noticed the saxophone and a newfound interest drove her to enroll at the institution there. The shiny gold instrument fast became her favorite and enabled her to channel 
her emotions. Today, the university student has reached grade 6 in classical music and remains loyal to the family that supported her using her saxophone. She's creating her own repository of resilience against adversity. As long as she has an instrument in her hand, she's home. My name is Faith Mamba. Playing music helped me heal and I found a friend in my instrument. Growing up was difficult because my mom died and then my grandmother found out that she had breast cancer. So after my grandmother found me a home, she passed on. It felt like my whole world had gone quiet. I learned to play music at the Durban Music School when I was 14 years old. I wasn't able to express what I was feeling all the time, so music really helped me process everything. And I no longer have that anger because I found peace. Everyone eventually finds somewhere they belong. For me, it was the Durban Music School. And that's our beautiful news for this week. You know what to do now. You get to decide who is then featured in our beautiful news interview on Wednesday. You can 